fucking idiots. It's Game and Movie Podcast back here with a brand new episode of Weak Points for you. It's Indie Games That We Love, Part 2. Back from the dead. I am <laughs> I am your moderator, Anthony Schwader. And to my left here, for the first time in a while since Episode 5, Dieter Barnes. How you doing? Doing good, Tony. I'm doing good. Um, I gotta say I'm really impressed with the new audio setup. I went back oh, and yeah. listened to some of the old episodes I was in, and um, my voice was really annoying, and a lot of my jokes came off pretty lowbrow and immature, mm-hmm. and I'm really hoping these uh, these new mics uh, really fix that problem. <laughs> You're certainly screaming into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll hear you. Great. <laughs> I tuned him out long ago. I've already tuned him out. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hi. Oh, hey, Mark. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's Whoa. a theater station. Turn it. Turn it. Yeah. Uh, Dieter, you been playing anything? Uh, anything going on in your life? Uh, well, Magoo insists that uh, we all talk about our vasectomies on here, so I guess oh, I should waiting for this mention <laughs> that I uh, I was the first to get one, and I convinced Magoo to do it. Um, didn't take much convincing, wow. but uh, thank you. Never gonna have kids. I fucking hate them. Uh, as far you as what I've been playing, uh, just hopefully your uh, nieces and nephews are listening. Oh right? my god, do you think they are? <laughs> no, they know technology so much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see them walking oh around with the god. game and movie podcast T-shirts? Well, that should be your first clue. As far as what I've been playing, I, I just worked my way through Wolfenstein Two, uh, the new Colossus. Mm, yeah. Um, Really, a lot more fucking difficult than uh, the last uh, Wolfenstein, but I, I, I loved it. I love all the Wolfensteins, especially the the last couple have been great. Just killing Nazis and got a little, oh that kicking partner? Hitler in the face, <laughs> kicking him in the face. <laughs> there's a point where it like gets there's a button that says like shoot Hitler or something like that. Like yeah. you can just kill him and like. Who didn't just do that? Like, yeah, you, immediately. You, you get you. You don't pass the level for doing that, no, but you, you do you get a trophy. You, you get a trophy, get a trophy for it, so. and you restart the level. But yeah. it was he's Worth like on it. the ground. He yeah. like pisses himself, yeah. and you can just like kill him like right there. And it's impossible to to uh, well when, when you show up to film a movie about Hitler on Venus. Yeah. I mean, you know, games like that, just they know what they're doing. Yeah, that game is so cool. It takes you to a lot of different um, locations. A lot, of, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Awesome. Good to hear. And to his left, we have Mark Peterson. How's it going, Mark? I'm doing pretty well, Tony. Mm-hmm. What's been going on in your life? What have you been playing? I've um, I've been I downloaded Okami, oh, the HD hell yes. remake. And I've been playing that. Or not remake, remaster. Right, remastered. It is. Um, I've been... You know, listen to a lot of jazz, <laughs> Think, thinking about death a lot. You know the normal stuff. Classic, Mark. Classic. Yeah. yeah, it is classic. But also working, animating a lot. Both of you know, um, we the three of us have worked together on this animation club, where we try to make a video um, very quickly, and I animate it together. I've written a couple of scripts. We bring it together, and then um, you know, there are a lot of everyone comes together and draws pictures and do all the music. And I animated in like a month or so. But this next episode, or this next video, is all video game related. So I oh, really hope that you know you guys should check it out. Uh, My Chronic World, 
Yeah. Is uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, the Facebook page. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube channel and a Facebook page. But it's a pretty good script. Um, I think it's your best. Thank you. Yeah, I, Met- I love Metroid, the script. Yeah. Well, it's tailored for you because you do love a good <laughs> video game related um, story. But Mega Man and Samus, you know, meeting for coffee and uh, talking about... Uh, the party they went to. Oh, don't give too much away. Okay, you're right, you're right, right, no spoilers. (laughs) All right, and to my left is Anthony Schwader. What have you been up to? Wow, it's the first time anyone's ever announced me. Damn, hello. (laughs) Mark, how are you? I'm doing fantastic today. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to talk about myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what have you been playing and uh, what have you been doing besides masturbating? Well, masturbating is a huge chunk of time. You should see my chalkboard in my room or my uh, whiteboard. Oh, my (laughs) God. <laughs> Why is it so white, Tony? We're, we're that's uh, <clears throat> one question at a time. So, like a lot of it is is blocked out by uh, jerking it, and then on the sides there are things that I can do. I've been playing religiously Binding of Isaac on the Nintendo Switch. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it you is said so, that the last time we got together, you're still playing it. Still, I, like it. I, I can't get away from it. I've mm-hmm. even downloaded other games, and I I just I play them for a little bit, and I'm like. Meh. Hmm. This this game has got its claws deep into me. Nice. It's it's so dumb <laughs> and awesome. Fucking that awesome. That was one of your games in the last <clears throat> indie games we love podcast. Yeah, so it's been that long. Absolutely. I've been meaning to check it out after listening to that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Legend of Zelda with Smash TV controls and mm-hmm. damn, it's good. Yeah, I've been working a lot. Um, there are now a queue of five. Uh, this will be number five podcasts in my queue to release uh, to try and go weekly here. So I've been working on editing and doing some uh, bit work here and there with that. But uh, what do you guys think? Should we start the episode? Let's get in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we uh, come back, we'll get into some more indie games that we love. Excited to talk about our indie games that we love. Round two. Each of us have picked three games to talk about. Um, not necessarily our favoriteest, but uh, games that we think uh, deserve a little bit of talk. Who wants to go first? Well, me, 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 me. Uh, oh, okay. Go ahead, ladies first. Favoriteest, definitely a word, by the way. Favoritist. Definitely a word. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I looked it up. <laughs> Uh, so not idiot. My, I look every I look up every word I use on this <laughs> podcast before I come on. So <laughs> every word. Well, not my favoriteest game ever. Oh jeez. But I did enjoy this game a lot. A game called The Swapper.
came out in uh, in 2013, uh, a game from Facepalm Games, uh, which uh, comes out of Helsinki, Finland. Oh, nice. Uh, but but Curve nice. Studios later ported it to the uh, Sony and Nintendo systems. Uh, but this game's really interesting. It's uh, it's like a side-scrolling puzzle platformer, very Metroidvania style. Uh, you're basically a female astronaut scavenger stranded aboard an abandoned research station, uh, basically trying to find your way out of the station. But along the way, you come across a device that can create up to four clones of yourself. Aha. And you can switch consciousness with these clones. So to get from one area Ooh. of the station to another, you have to use this device to kind of switch between the clones or use them to, uh, you know, stand on platforms that open up doors and that kind of thing. But a lot of times it gets kind of crazy because you have to sacrifice your clones to get from one area to another. So are they permanently gone then? Well, until you use the device again. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you can also <laughs> absorb them as well. And I, But it's weird. It's weird to, like, basically kill off a copy of yourself <laughs> to advance yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know. That I'm, reminds me of that game Inside where you... You like take the you like control the mind of a person for a second. Like yes. you go inside, like your head gets in the thing, and like you're hanging there, and you're walking, and you're like controlling these like mindless uh, zombie-like people. Inside definitely would have been on my list had you guys not talked about it last time. Fantastic mm -hmm. love limbo as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's also areas where certain certain colors of light prevent you from doing certain things. Blue lights, you can't clone in that lighting. Or red lights, you can't swap your consciousness in that lighting. And Whoa. purple lights, you can't do either. <laughs> so it gets really complicated really fast. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like the perfect setup for a puzzle game. Like, it's great. It's if great. If it's well crafted, that's just like perfect. And they also move in sync with you, your clones do. So if you move, they move, which it gets it gets difficult. Like <laughs> I will say I got very frustrated with it kind of early on, but it's also really really brilliantly written and just the as, as you advance through the station, you kind of find out more and more about what happened to the previous researchers that were on the station that where, are... where it's in space it's on yes uh, it's in space yeah like a, a floating space lab i believe so yeah and your ship kind of gets uh it's gets crashed on there if i if i remember correctly uh but it's a lot of fun it's really challenging i actually have not beaten it mm. it's definitely it gets frustrating at points but uh the art is beautiful too it almost looks vaguely claymation ish mm. and it's very dark and moody and uh i don't know i just i loved it i thought it was a really original way to adapt that kind of platform mm. i actually do have that game on my wii u yes i played it once uh, I must have been tired or really fucking drunk or something, <laughs> and I never touched it again. I do have that game. Well, I, you should play it. Tony. Yeah, I should. Mm -hmm. Also, Curve, uh, who ended up putting out the game, they did Stealth Clone Stealth Incorporated. Oh, that too. game is I have cool. played that as well. Yeah. They Which, did that game? Yeah, well, I mean, they put it out. I don't know who actually did that game, but that game is mind-blowingly good. Yeah. And now that I think of it... That it, could have been on this it, list. Yeah, sure. it would have replaced one of my games here. <laughs> I just didn't That's think of it. never too late. That company's really into clones. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, it did remind me of that when you were talking about it. Also, 
I know this could also be one of my games. We're going to end up talking about a hundred different indie games just before we get in our list. But uh, sure. you ever play Affordable Space Adventure? No. That was a game for... I like that title. Though. Yeah, Affordable <laughs> Space Adventure. It's like a real... It's a, it's a Wii game and it is like you're going on a vacation and it's affordable space adventure here you get you're stuck on this little spacecraft and you'll go down to a planet and like everything goes wrong and what's really cool about that game is it's for the wii u but it really emphasizes and uses the wii u like you use different controllers you do a four person play at the same time one person gets the game pad and they do the thrusters one person has like you know the light and one person has a gun that's a very cool game it kind of reminded me a little bit of this episode of Eon Flux, where she creates a clone of herself, and in the end, has the the original Eon Flux ends up dying, and the clone becomes the main. Oh Eon Flux. yeah, Shit. I, remember I remember that, just that being one. That's such a mind, a mind fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, I, I've never seen anybody do that before, where you like kill off your main character to replace them with basically the same yeah. character, but it, there's just. It feels fucked up. In, in modern you know? in modern times, it's uh, like Rick and Morty kind of does. Oh that. sure, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, oh well, we kind of died, or our family. It's the same. It's a different family, <laughs> yeah. but they're the same. Like they're well, in a different dimension. And playing they're... this game, you have like there's certain jumps you have to make by like jumping one of your you jump yourself and then transfer yourself into another clone in the air and then like keep doing it a few times. And like all these clones, then just end up falling and dying. Oh, you're yeah. you're Yoshiing them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you totally are. Totally are. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I would be lying if I if every time I did that, a little piece of me didn't die inside. We're like, you don't no, have anything you left, were, and you did. You die. were part of me, you know. That's <laughs> good. Uh, well, that sounds like a great game. <laughs> uh, I don't like awkward silences, so here we are. <laughs> Dieter and I just looked at each other. Sworn pact. Don't talk. Well, I also told you to stop looking at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, way better now. Great. Uh, the glasses are down. I can't even see you undressing me with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's uh, not hard when you're wearing a bikini and a fur coat, Dieter. That's true. And it, to Tony's foot has just been digging into his crotch the entire time. You saw that? Yeah. Well, Sunk yeah. You guys table. think you're real sneaky right now, but no, I saw it. The table is just like bumping on. Shush. Okay. That's that's private. <laughs> it's my privates. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, how can you follow that up? Uh, I really can't, I guess. I mean, I guess I could get my bikini out, but... Great, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Game & Movie. Yeah, the Dieter yeah. Show. You you are staring at a blank piece of paper, <laughs> I so... <laughs> I have this notebook, and it has the name of a game on it and nothing else on it, so... Uh, Tony, he so never learned to read. Oh, <laughs> All right. shoot. All right. All right, well, I guess uh, it's my turn to move on to my game then, right? Well, here we are. Did that say ultimate chicken horse? It says ultimate chicken horse. This <laughs> random collection of words is actually an indie game. Are you sure you didn't make them up? Well, Was this a fever no, dream? These are real words, Peter. 
Okay, it, it's called Ultimate Chicken Horse. I played this game only a, this last week at um, our friend Jared's house. and uh, From Subway? <laughs> yep, the Jared from Subway, yeah. Man, he just wanted to talk about, you know, all the allegations and everything, but I just wanted to play this game. It's called Ultimate <laughs> Chicken Horse. It's a multiplayer competitive platform game uh, created by Clever Endeavor Games. I'd never heard about this game, and Jared um, played with me. Uh, it's it's like this platform game where you start on a screen, and um, you can pick a farm animal as your character, and you have to get from point A to like a flag in another part of the screen. And you get to pick deadly traps to place somewhere before you start the level. So then you all go at the same time to try to make it to the flag and avoid the traps. And the person who, if you make it, you know, you get points. If you kill someone with your trap, you make get points. But you can place your traps anywhere. You could actually make the level impossible to beat if you place them <laughs> in a certain spot. And it's just a very cool concept. The different traps you get, there's like a springboard, there's like a swinging like ball with spikes on it or a oh, hockey sure. puck that shoots and kills you there's like honey that you can stick things to there's you know it's it's a very interesting concept one of the cool things about this game which two of my games from for this podcast have in common is that it was created as part of a game jam do you guys have you ever heard about this yeah i actually have a game coming up that it was created also that way nice i don't know what you're talking about but i've definitely been jammed up on a few games before <laughs> Nice. Okay. Well, let me let, <laughs> let me let me also uh, play Toe you. Jam and Earl. Is that related? No. Okay. Great. Not at all. Not at all. Game Jam <laughs> is it's like a it's like a poetry slam. It's like a poetry slam, but with game developers. They they get a few like a couple days or seventy two hours, forty eight hours, and just developers and artists and musicians come together and they like try to. De- they work out their concepts they have and they try to come up with a game really fast. And a lot of these games, like, you know, they turn into real games because they like the concepts. That's so much. right. Yeah. It's I mean, kind of cool like a 24 hour movie. If you've heard of that. Totally. Oh, yeah. like that. Or the animation. <laughs> or our animation. Club. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, let's get something done really fast and let's just have fun and get a bunch of people together. Self promotion. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and it survived and it became a game yeah. because they, they actually hit on something good. Yeah. Beautiful. I would love, love to go to one of these game jams, even though I have no talent whatsoever in, in well, just game development. Play. Just to play, Fuck to try yeah. them out, just to see, just to talk to these people. Just It would be great to see. So There'll be something I might be looking into in the future. Wouldn't it be great that if like you played the, the most pre-alpha version of like the next big thing? You know, they that didn't know it at cool. the time, but it just turned into a phenomenon. Yeah. Like... That'd yeah, be, and you probably crazy. stumble on some really cool game mechanics or just, you know, cool ideas. Like, you guys are onto something here. Yeah, some asshole just talking about a plumber going through pipes <laughs> and a princess. <laughs> like, shit that just makes no sense. But you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go this for it. One. Yeah. Yeah, just, ooh, whatever. <laughs> this is what it's like when worlds collide. <laughs> so that game is Ultimate Chicken Horse, and I recommend trying it. I believe it's all multiplayer so yeah i was gonna ask how many players at a time uh you could do four at a time and that's local uh no you can play online okay so can it be local 
Yes, it can be local because I played it at Jared's house, <clears throat> two player, just the two of us. So do you get split screen then? Or? No, you don't get s- split screen. It's it's like every there's a few different levels you can play. There's like a farm. There's a factory. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of a setup. They'll put the you know the the start spot and the flag point in a different spot. But well, I really interested to play this game further if I had more friends who would play games. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing that's always been holding you back is your lack of friends. Yeah, that's true. And my crippling depression. Also that. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go ahead with one of my picks here. Golf Story, which just released last year, it's developed by an Australian studio, Sidebar Games. It's their pretty much their first game, exclusively for Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was released in September of last year, and basically, these guys—it's only—I think it's only two guys uh, that that are doing this game or that did the game, and they loved the old Camelot games. Uh, Camelot developed games uh, of Mario Golf back on like the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, where they took golfing as a role playing game. I love those games too. I had a lot of fun with those. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, there's a certain charm in it. Like, golf by itself, boot up Tiger Woods, uh, you know, 2010. No thanks. Throw it in the trash. I don't really care about the all I that like realistic that. shit. Let alone current Tiger Woods. I like the fact that uh, in this game, you basically treat it like a role-playing game. There are NPCs all over. There are eight different courses that you can play through. Uh, there are little quests that you can go on. And uh, even outside the courses, you can drop a ball anywhere that you walk, you know, you could just be walking along a path in front of a house. Drop a ball, whack it. What? Yeah. That's classic Tony Schrader right there, folks. <laughs> just walking by a house, drops a ball and whacks it. <laughs> and through that, actually, there are like a lot of little hidden bonuses that you can hit. Like uh, one of them's a washing machine, for example. You hit a washing machine off of a driving range and it gives you a stat bonus. So it's little hints like that that kind of bring a lot of weird, rich character to the game. Like, they they really do care about, you know, recreating a nice RPG golf game in the same vein as Camelot did. I feel like golf games are like a secret shame of mine. (laughs) Really? I enjoyed them, and I don't even know why. I guess I just like a meter that goes back and forth and, like, time and hitting them at the right time. It's like some kind of internal, like... OCD thing, like, oh, I just want to get max power. (laughs) Oh, that was so accurate. That was, I don't know. I don't like golf in real life. I don't know. But you do have a lot of secret shames. (laughs) That's definitely true. It does feel really good when you get the perfect shot and it acknowledges it. Perfect Perfect. shot. Oh, yeah. Put English on that bitch and everything. I'm going to get, yeah. Yeah. We played a lot of Tiger Woods golf back at the the membership house with a bunch of people and we just had an internal house competition to get like the furthest drive and like all the different awards you'd get like 
you know, I don't know. Dude, you guys made it even more fun. That's great. It was super fun. I'm envious of that. Yeah. I've never lived in a place where people were like that into like a, a weird uh, the sports game or or competing like that. That's, yeah, that, we had a PlayStation. That, we had a PlayStation Two and. A lot of alcohol <laughs> and, <laughs> and weed and pizza shuttle pizza and and, and, and legends pizza. were made. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> I'm not gonna okay. A lot of, I'm not just gonna back up there. We, nothing else. Nothing else. I'm not saying anything. Else. We all know what happened else. at the membership. Yeah. It wasn't named that for no reason. <laughs> oh, this game also incorporates disc golf. No uh, shit. Mini golf. Hell yeah. I like mini golf games too. And uh, golf. driving ranges, lawn bowling mm. uh, as mini games, and even like a, a weird Atari slash NES uh, knockoff. Like, remember the very first golf for an, the NES uh, with Mario fucking whacking it? Yes. <laughs> How many times are you going to say whacking it tonight? I well, I mean, how oh, many it. more? Grip it and rip it. <laughs> We've all watched Mario Wax it before. <laughs> That's my next animated video is Mario Wax it. <laughs> Mario Wax. Get your own Pornhub category on that oh, one. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Peach. Oh, oh, oh Rosalina. Oh, Man, I had to download a bunch of um, sound effects from video games, and I had to download some, like, um, Link from Ocarina of Time, like Ooh. all his different sound effects. Like you can find a YouTube video; it's like all of his sound effects. Yeah, and if you listen to them out of care, out of context, they sound really dirty. He's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, like all the times he's just like in pain or just <laughs> panting. Like when you listen to him, it's a little bit dirty. That would be a good little mix-up there. Oh yeah, that, like a you know little uh, one-minute project. Definitely, we'll see. We heard it here first. Well, yep. cl- let's cleanse the palate, huh? Link's only good for a one-minute project. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Zelda. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, cleansing the palate. <laughs> Dieter, you have to come to the rescue here. <laughs> hey, you got another game, or you I got, got another? I got another game uh, that I. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. It's very original. It's a game that came out in 2011 called Stacking. I think I played that, and it's always that arcade game where the bar <clears throat> color goes back and forth, and you hit the button, and it goes. Or is that Stacker? Stacker. Yeah, I stacker. don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <clears throat> all right, Stacking was developed uh, by Double Fine Studios. Oh hell uh, yeah! Double Fine, uh, known a lot for just making really original games that have a lot of uh, great sense, sense of humor to them. Uh, games like Psychonauts and Brutal Legend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was later uh, published by by a THQ. In in stacking, you play a Russian stacking doll. Oh. You are the smallest doll named Charlie Blackmore. Finally, there's a game where you get to play a Russian stacking doll. I know. We've all uh, been waiting for I'm it. Waiting for it. <laughs> and Double Fine saw that 
and created that, this that great game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's kind of a, a puzzle game. Again, I like puzzle games a lot. Um, but you you are the smallest doll, Charlie Blackmore. You have uh, it takes place in the the like industrial age, and all of your siblings have been forced into child labor by the Baron, who is your intake. Boo the Baron! <laughs> no, I like the Baron. This Ooh. is like a traditional Russian storyline. <laughs> oh, right? absolutely! All, all, yeah, all your siblings forced into labor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun because uh, you as Charlie have the ability to uh, stack or unstack into other people uh, based on if they are the next step up in the Russian stacking doll order. So with every doll that you stack into, you get new abilities. So certain characters have different abilities and that gets you further in the level. And um, there's a lot of different ways to complete a level, which makes it really interesting. For example... Uh, there's a part where you have to clear out a lounge full of rich people. And there's multiple ways of doing that. For example, uh, you can sneak a poorly dressed person into the party, and everyone is so disgusted by it that they clear out the event. But if you don't want to go that route, you can take on a different character that has awful flatulence, and you can fart into the vents of the party, and that clears everybody out. So it, it has a lot of great replay value in this that sense. This is awesome sounding. It kind of reminds me of that game Hitman. Have you seen that before? It's exactly like Hitman. It's exactly like Hitman, <laughs> right? You're an assassin yep. Russian doll. But yeah, there's a, a lot of options to uh, to complete your goals. I cannot picture this game at all. I really need to look up a video. Of this Me too. Yeah, yeah, this is intriguing <laughs> this is as fuck. It's, it's a lot of fun, and you also get like extra bonus points if you like stack into certain weird characters that are hidden in the level somewhere. You know, that do weird things. So I don't know. It's just it's a very original game with a fun storyline, and that's why it was part of part of my my list. It was just. Not like what anything system? else I'd ever played. What systems was it released on? Uh, well, I have it for uh, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what else it came out on. I okay. didn't do the research. I'm, I'm sure it's on <laughs> Steam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. But it, I, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. I'll definitely look into that one. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, just talking about indie games. I mean, you were saying that you know you like puzzle games. What I like about indie games is a lot of them are puzzle games or, you know, if you have a cool idea, you don't have to, like, make this full-blown game. You can kind of have, like, a short, it's like, it's like a, you know, a short story game, you know? It's like, all right, I have this cool puzzle idea that I'm not going to flesh out into this giant big budget thing, but it's a really fun puzzle or, you know, or it's just an interesting idea. Absolutely. Something that is worth $8.99. Mm-hmm. Actually. I'm glad to pay that when it's executed that well. How many times can you stack? Uh, is it infinite, or is there, like, a <laughs> largest size? Oh, or? I got you. are going to question me on that. I, I don't remember. You I think don't it's, have the numbers? I think it's, like, five. <laughs> I don't know. You're definitely, like, you get to a certain point where you are the, the biggest stacking okay. doll. But that doesn't always, that's not your end goal, necessarily, because each, right. each doll has different abilities. So sometimes you need to unstack to do certain things. It's I don't know it gets it gets complicated but it's uh, it there's a lot of different ways to progress the storyline and it's really interesting. Okay, so are, ne- are nesting dolls in the stages? Yeah, there's they're everywhere. You it's have to kind of world. Right? Yeah, you have to kind of sneak up on them. You can't just like go up to one. You have to like sneak up and then like <laughs> get get inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like shouldn't read too much into that. Yeah, I 
You know, I've had I've had some experience with this. He's a predator. I, well, I don't like labels, but <laughs> but I have been labeled that by the state. I have in, I have <laughs> I have injured people from behind Whoa. without them knowing. They're like, oh, wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> I thought we were talking about Mark's next game. Right? Yeah, Mark's next game. Yeah, Mark's okay. next game. Yeah. You seem a little shifty. Speaking about what we love about indie games, I was kind of thinking about what I, what I really like about an indie game and what makes an indie game like stand out to me. A lot of it is innovation, a specific style, like an art style, and uh, mechanics, like very interesting, evolving mechanics. This next game that I want to talk about is called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Enjoy this a lot. You played it, yeah. Mark turned me on to it, and I, I had a lot of fun. It was recently released as a um, PlayStation 4 Network free game, so that's why I played it. But I would definitely paid for this game because it's so fun. Like right off the bat, the art is great. It has like a retro style. It's set in space. It's a 2D platform. It, it's kind of like Solar Jetman, which me and Tony have talked about before. Fighting gravity and using thrusters and piloting a spaceship. Like, that's, that's something I'm really into. It was developed by Asteroid Base for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, Linux, Xbox One, and the Switch. You can play it by yourself, and if you play by yourself, you, like, get a little AI creature. You can pick, like, a cat or a raccoon or a dog. But to let me set the stage for it, you're kind of like this spaceship in the middle of the screen. And instead of just kind of controlling the spaceship, you're like a person on the spaceship and you can go to different stations. Like in the middle is where you can like switch to control the rocket thruster to like move around in space. Or you can go to the top, bottom, or either side and then control a turret where you can shoot from. Whoa. And then you can control this like little AI cat or dog and like you hold the triangle button and tell them, go over to this thruster because like enemies might be surrounding you and you like, all right, go over there and take that thruster. It's like you really feel like you're Han Solo and Luke Skywalker on the Millennium Falcon. Like, <laughs> you know, like you go up that there and you get that turret and like he's coming around towards you. And Don't get cocky, kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm always saying that to my little, my little cat dog, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have a number of stations on this little ship. You got the four turrets, plus you have the little control thruster in the middle. Then you have a shield that you can circle around you. You have a map and you have like a special weapon that you can launch and then it takes a while to reboot. But this game has like five or six like full levels with four levels in each stage and there's a boss at the end of every level. And every level just brings like new enemies and new mechanics. It's just like it keeps getting more intricate. It's like they didn't just stop when they had a good game they like just kept developing it and it got bigger and bigger. And I said before that last game was the product of a game jam. So was this. Like, oh, wow. They were like, this is Two gonna a be a three day thing. We'll just come up with this concept. And then they loved it so much, they just kept working on it. I love this game. There's like water levels. There's different enemies that drop mines and do, they have so many different attacks. And 
The game is beautiful. It has the style that isn't just like your run-of-the-mill, dark, kind of twisted space aesthetic. It's like you're saving little bunnies and you're trying to bring love back to the universe and there's a heart <laughs> and the music is good. Aww. And yeah, it's just cute. It's just a cute game. And I have two children and it's the game though, even though there's a lot of shooting space monsters and stuff, it's still like, oh, we're going to, we're, we're spreading love back to the universe, guys. Well, Enjoy I say introduced this with me. <laughs> violence early on. Oh yeah. Well, I've been pushing violence since, uh, since day one. Yeah. Great. I, Bop them over the head when they're born. A good bop is, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's like tradition. It's going to be a tough ride. You got to bop them while that soft spot in the skull is still <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just you jog their little, like, you know, aggression yeah. brain module. That's what I <laughs> call it. Yeah. <laughs> Other people call it a soft spot, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, scientists call it that. Scientists. A lot of finger <laughs> quotes going on there. <laughs> The old ABM, Aggression Brain Module. Yep. Yeah. The one drawback of this game <laughs> is that the game's title, Lovers in, in Dangerous Space Time, is a, a reference to the Bruce Cockburn song, Lovers in a Dangerous Time, which, you know, some people might like the song. I mean, it's a little, it's a little soft for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a little, yeah, it's not my mind. You song. get fucking Kirk Hammond in there from Metallica and turn it up! <laughs> That's... So- Fuck that song, man! <laughs> Cockburn soft rock. <laughs> it sounds like a, a what what they call a turret defense game. Huh. Uh, yes, a, a turret defense game, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Where, yeah, there are people attacking from... If, yeah. you, if you liken your spaceship to a castle... That's where it kind of originated, where, uh, oh, now they're attacking from Gate 5, and you go and you defend There's Gate a, 5. Those assholes at Gate 5. Yeah, there is. Every time. I love the fact that they brought it into space. I mean, I need to play it, but just from what you're describing, it sounds like a pretty rad Yeah, it's premise. innovative. What I look forward to in an indie game is that it excites me, and it's different, and it's innovative, and this game is all that. And also, the multiplayer, I've only played it I mostly played a one player. I beat up through the whole game and I played a little bit two player with Ngoo and I would you can play it four player. Oh shit. Like, yeah. I never I can't even imagine playing it four player. That would be really cool. Yeah, it's well, let's re- just go back to how I don't have enough friends. Well, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, it's I don't know. It seems almost more challenging as a as a single player game. I mean, you have you do have the AI that you have some control over. But it, yeah, you you really have to prioritize what you're doing in that game. There's a lot of a lot happening in each level, and you have to constantly be moving stations. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, if I'm gonna give you a word of advice to any novices who want to play play this game, and you're playing one player, set your little AI person just to the shield and just leave them there. I agree. Because that is where they will be the most useful. Nice. Oh yeah, I forgot one key idea about this game is that you get little gems that you can upgrade all the different stations on your ship there's different ships the game just keeps on giving it's it's very well crafted and just everything about it the way it like eases you into the game everything about it is a plus in my book for sure oh yeah it sounds fun oh yeah you should definitely try it i should i have it no Perfect. I downloaded it. Oh, yeah, because you probably PS- just yeah. downloaded it. Yep. It's Put on in my, your backlog. It's we'll in my main menu. It, <laughs> yeah. The same thing kind of happened to me. I like downloaded it. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And yeah. then one day I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a game to play. And I you know, just gave it a shot. Yeah, I downloaded it and I hadn't played it yet. And then Mark was like, you got to check this out. And I did. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. Hell yeah. 
Well, now I'm... Speaking of having a good time. <laughs> I got a good time for you here, boys. <laughs> Get your foot out of his crotch again. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, can we... Let go of my foot. Thank you. Jesus. Okay, guys, I got a game for you that... Oh, I, what do you got for us, Tony? I got, I got a game for you that you're going to love. It's called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Why do you hate it? <laughs> I don't. You just assumed I would love it, so I got mad. Oh, shit. Contrarian yeah, don't alert. Don't you hate it when someone Sorry. says, like, Sorry, guys, oh, there's this person I know. You would love them. Or, like, you guys would really get along. Like, Fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. He's always like, you don't know one. I don't know. I hate everybody. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Hold my weave. Hold my earrings. <laughs> Tony, why am I holding your weave? <laughs> Man, I found two different weaves in my alley recently. <laughs> Fucked up. They're I don't both know where Tonys. They came from. They're both Tonys. <laughs> All right. Good job with the weave collection, Tony. Hey, you know what? They He's just, wearing one right now. They, too they missing, you don't even notice. They fall out. They do. I, mm-hmm. Well, when you get in fights where yeah, people when pull people up, people are weave, constantly yeah. pulling yeah. on them. I mean, what's gonna happen? Shit. 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 Shit, 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 shit. Anyway. Keep talking and nobody explodes. It's a video game developed by Steel Crate Games, which is just three people. And speaking of the Game Jam, this game Game here. Yeah, Game Jam 2014. uh, Steel Crate Games entered into the Game Jam and... This came from the first thing that they developed, which was for like Oculus Rift back when it was, you know, the uh, the only r- virtual reality helmet or option in the video game space. And they did this roller coaster uh, simulation. Oh, and what yes. they noticed was people ev- kept falling out of the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everyone who was playing it was having a ball, but everyone in line was just bored as fuck. And they're like, what if we could incorporate... Wait, they made a virtual line for the roller coaster? <laughs> That's <sounds> awful. <laughs> no, you fuckface. <laughs> Everyone in the real life line. Why would they make that? It's <laughs> the worst part of roller coasters. <laughs> That that's like goat simulator, like roller coaster no, it's not, line because simulator. Because goat simulator is a lot of fun. It is <laughs> waiting in line for a roller coaster when is I, the part that you want to skip when you're doing a virtual roller coaster. When I was in high school, when we went to Six Flags, there was this teenage couple that was just making out hardcore in line the entire time. And I am sorry, yeah. I was really attractive in high school. <laughs> You were. Still am. Feel my foot. <laughs> Ladies. It's a good thing I do feel can't your foot. see what we look like right now, because... Uh, yeah, we are hideous. We are, we are hideous. We are awful. We are awful. <laughs> this is all we can do. We have aged poorly. No. <laughs> 
I have no hair on my entire body. <laughs> <laughs> Only in one place. Yeah. The worst place you yeah, can it's, imagine. Yeah, it's one hair sprouting <laughs> off yeah. of the head of your penis. Yeah. And it's super long. It's like two feet long. <laughs> and it wraps yeah. around. Oh, it's like, I don't know what to do with it. I just curl it. I use a curling iron for one day. Yeah, you might as well at that point. <laughs> I definitely peaked early. I was high school quarterback, you know, yep, I was getting yep, laid yep. constantly yeah, in high school. I couldn't. Not, and yeah. then you know what? No, everything's still the same. I'm still <laughs> still getting laid. Then constantly. you move then you switch schools from the blind school. <laughs> and like then people are like, whoa. People talked a lot of shit about those blind kids. I had a great time at that school. They put out. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. The guy with two eyes is like, yeah. really? A huge. Like, oh, my God. I cleaned up. I cleaned up at that school. It was crazy. <laughs> they called him the janitor for yeah, more than like one that. reason. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. He, yeah. So, so, anyway. Yeah, this game came out back, way back in 2014 released on steam of course it was the initially the the only way to play it and then it it did come out for vr uh playstation vr and oculus as well in 2015 so basically what this game is about is you need it's a two-player game only you cannot play this by yourself one person is the diffuser which is dealing with diffusing the bomb. Basically, the diffuser is looking at a screen or wearing the the VR headset and is actually dealing with the bomb through a mouse, a controller, whatever. And then we have uh, two or more players as the experts. And these experts have a manual, which is at uh, www.bombmanual.com. So they're like on a computer or on their phone or something right. like that, right? In fact, I've played this over the phone with people, and nice. it's 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 crazy. You can play like a very immersive, tense game with someone who's just looking at like basically instructions. That's a really cool idea. I like that. It's yeah. like being in the, you know, in any kind of movie like Speed or something, and you gotta cut the wire, and someone's telling you the instructions. Right, like, yeah. I, I is is there a portion of it that is like Hurt Locker, though, where you're just an adrenaline junkie from diffusing bombs all day, <laughs> and you don't know how to live a normal life outside of diffusing bombs? Oh, no, Tony's calling me again to play this oh game. Oh my god, god. He's so <laughs> strung out. <laughs> I must have used. Keep talking. Keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, basically what happens is with every stage, you start out very simple. This bomb has multiple uh, subdivisions of hazards that you need to defuse. Bombs can have anywhere up to, I believe, 12 different things that you can try and defuse or little mini games, if you will. You also have three strikes. If you make one wrong move, and then the timer speeds up. That's right, you're timed as well. So, no, you gotta be timed. Right, in each stage, they give you the bomb parameters when it will go off, like the time limit, how many strikes you have, and how many uh, little mini games that you need, or how many uh, puzzles you need to solve to defuse. So, what ends up happening is the uh, diffuser just describes the bomb at first like okay we've got a, a a red thing here with a graph 
and there's like a tic-tac-toe type of thing here. And then, so the experts need to hear this and be like, what game is that? And they're flipping through the manual, like, oh, like looking for it. And it gets deeper than that. Uh, on the bomb itself, there are different, uh, like a differentiating uh, characteristics. Like sometimes there'll be lights that are blinking. And sometimes there are letters or serial numbers on the bomb. And this all uh, like accumulates into the diffusal method of each bomb. So they find like the instructions for that particular bomb, and then they have to walk through the, through the steps to defuse that bomb. That's right. Is there a point where Dennis Hopper's head comes up and he says, Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> there should be. Yeah. That's in the DLC. <laughs> well, I recommend shooting the hostage. Shoot the hostage. <laughs> yeah, of course. What other option is there? <laughs> you always shoot the hostage. That's always, I just shoot yeah, that's always the correct all answer. All yeah. cases. Absolutely. Uh, so does this game ramp up the um, ramp up the difficulty, or is it just every time you play, you're just in for a whole different world? It, yeah, it does ramp up the difficulty. It starts out very simple. You have like seven or five minutes to defuse a bomb with like two or three modules, and they're super simple. And then it, as you clear these stages, it gets, uh, you know, incrementally harder. Uh, there are more modules added. The time limit is shrunk. Uh, you, there are times when you only get one strike. It instant blow up. Um, also, as the diffuser, you're looking at the screen, right? There are environmental effects that can, that can like, distract you. The lights will go off. You can't see the bomb at all for like 10 seconds. Wow. Those are precious seconds. You're flipping out. Mm -hmm. And uh, like uh, audio, there's this terribly annoying alarm that, that'll go off just like while you're trying to talk and it's super loud. You know, you've got your, your volume up because you need to hear clicks and stuff too. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, it fucks with you in such a way and it is challenging and it really tests your ability to describe and your friendship like like yeah like, that's very cool interactive games yeah I like that yeah and you use you know, the technology that exists to make innovative games it's so game. innovative yeah and only one person has to buy the game you can call up anyone mm -hmm. and just tell them to go to that website and like want to play a game let's play a game yeah yeah I, we're not gonna do that right yeah. now but. you guys feel my feet yeah, it's in my crotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah how can he not? I mean, your your feet are really cold, Tony. Yeah. His yeah. pinky toe is basically in his asshole at this point. Yeah, and he has Could you move a trimmed bit? his nails recently. <laughs> oh, I move a little bit. Come on, let me in there. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't think you would. Holy you told me to, Tony. You told me to. <laughs> Jesus, you're the host. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm the host. Game of and foot your fetish pinky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the host. She whiz. Foreign body. Shit, 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 uh, <laughs> that's why he's the pro yep, yep. that's why he's the host uh, I have been really preaching this game for a while and that's why it's kind of my, my last game that I would bring up
Firewatch came out last year. Ah, yes. yes. I, I have brought it up before. I will bring it up again until everyone has played this thing. I don't think either of you have. No, so I, I have played not. through the whole game. I I've beat done... this game. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I did. great, great. Yeah. Tony, I've definitely brought it up to you before. Fuck you for not even trying it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have heard of it many, many times. It's been From praised. me. Oh, that yeah, from you and from a lot, <laughs> so from a lot of people. I yeah. just walked down the street and there was a Firewatch. Yeah. Some guy was some guy was like, "Hey, Tony, Firewatch," and you're like, "Who are you?" It's weird. I know, but people are talking about it is what what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's traumatizing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's just a great game. Um, I, I I like games that are unique that kind of bring a new a new thing, and this is definitely part of that kind of new breed of storytelling games, very narrative driven. Yeah. Um, it's it came out uh, by a company called Campo Santo. It's their first game. Um, it's it re- it won a lot of awards. It's it's deserved every one of them. It's really interesting. The art style to it is actually based on the uh, the like promotional advertisements for the National Park Service from the New Deal era, which is really cool. It's it's almost kind of that awesome. uh, that like almost. Zelda Wind Waker esque kind of art like, style. It's like cell shaded, cell yeah. shaded a little nice. bit. I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but yeah, very similar to that. And it's just a beautiful game. You start out the game actually by answering a series of questions that kind of describe your relationship with your wife. And there's, it's just a black screen with questions. There's like, there's nothing. Ah, cool. And it's really weird and kind of uncomfortable. And you basically describe how you would react to certain situations and it gets real depressing real fast oh, i'm not no. gonna lie like i was almost like what am i getting into when i started it a tearjerker it is definitely like i i have no emotions at all really i don't but this I game stirred something deep down within me damn that dude. was kind of fucked up uh but basically Did those questions actually affect the game i mean i only played through it once so i i don't even remember that i i, I don't know for sure but i i believe they affect it to a point i mean you're still gonna end up with the same the main point beginning yeah mm-hmm. but essentially you go through the early in those early questions you go through the early relationship with your wife where you meet and interact and fall in love and all of this she dies all right, spoiler. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she could be okay. She, she, does, she, she actually does not die. <laughs> that, that's actually just a straight up lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I thought you were. <laughs> but it... You got me. It's not too far from it. Uh, essentially, once you... These questions kind of rope you in, and you get really invested in a weird way in this relationship, and it feels weirdly authentic just from a series of questions on a black and white screen. And... After a while, they, it gets kind of darker, and essentially, your wife develops early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, which, oh, yeah, it's. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't tear up yet, Tony. You haven't played the game, but no, uh, I know it, it gets it gets weirdly difficult, and you have trouble difficulty dealing with this new marriage that you have where your wife is having mental issues where she barely remembers you at times. So you retreat to the woods and become a park ranger. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, you try to take care of her for a while and it's not going well. It's heartbreaking. You find yourself putting her to bed and then going out to a local bar and getting drunk. 
and to deal with it. And it gets really dark really fast. And you come to a point where you realize you are not the ideal person to take care of your wife's condition. And she goes to live with her parents while you try to cope with it by taking on a summer job where you are a, you watch for fires at a local national park in in Wyoming. So is this a, like are you basically just talking with yourself and mashing through internal issues while you play this well, game? Well, like or? I said, all this backstory, it's like you're 5 minutes into the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's okay. It's intense. Like, it's you're literally just answering questions about how you would deal with certain situations in this relationship. And it's it's five minutes of the game, and it's weirdly brutal already. Oh, yeah. In a totally. way that you weren't really expecting and not necessarily ready for. Oof. And you're kind of like, what is this game, you know? <laughs> right. But you decide to take on this job. Uh, you, you basically... You go work for this national park in Wyoming. You you are a fire watch. You have your own stand, you know. And and through the rest of the game, you do not actually come into contact with another person from a close proximity well, at all. That's what well, that, I was going to say. What I remember about it is how isolating it is. It's very isolating. Like, imagine if you take a job as a park ranger and you're on, like, a stand. Like, that, like a lot of times you're up on this stand really mm-hmm. high up and... You know, you in real life you wouldn't interact with people. You're supposed to just, you know, watch yeah. for fires. So you, you have to be the kind of person who can like read a book and just hang out and this guy and like you yeah, you never see anybody. You and feel And that's kinda of why you take the job. You you've been dealing with a lot of stuff and you need this isolation. You need this time to yourself. Makes sense. But you at the same time, it's not totally isolating because your new boss Delilah is at another one of these stands miles away, and you can see her stand from your binoculars or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a walkie-talkie where she you know, tells you what to do. And that's, I think, where this game really has a lot of its strength, is through the writing and voice acting, I think oh, is yeah. incredible. It feels unbelievable. Like, you don't you don't ever actually come into contact with this person, but you are constantly talking to them on the walkie-talkie, and yeah. it's... And it, just like the character feels, never yeah. really connects with them either, but they instantly have this strong connection just through their personalities <laughs> and their humor and everything. And it feels writing unbelievably authentic. Well like, the writing feels so natural, very conversational. They have this kind of, like, joking, light uh, repertoire between each other. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels so natural, and it's really good. And basically, as you're doing your job, you kind of slowly come across this mystery that's unfolding things happen i don't want to give too much away but things happen in the storyline that kind of progress and you see a fire and you watch it that's why it's called fire watch <laughs> yep the <laughs> end yeah. the end that's that's all there and is you're like wow fire's cool no there's a lot there's a lot more going on um <laughs> the protagonist of beavis <laughs> fire's cool <laughs> it, it actually all begins with you finding a couple of teenagers that are uh skinny dipping and playing music too loud no it's totally cool like you're yeah. like walking and you just find like a beer on the ground yeah. and like a bikini top and stuff because yeah. you never actually see them but you find like the 
evidence that people were around. You come across so much that tells the story without ever actually having people necessary for the story. Uh, That's a master stroke. Yeah. And it really unfolds into this complicated mystery that I, I have to say by the end of it, I was like... I was like messed up. Like you know, you, you play those games every now and then that like the story is so well written and so developed and so brutal that you after you are done playing it, you're like not the same person afterwards. You're like just a, a portion of what you began this with. It's kind of a bizarre tad tangent, but uh I know you've talked about that podcast um Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, I love Welcome to Night Vale. And uh, I Please listened sponsors. to an episode recently. I mean, I just kind of started it. I haven't really listened to it, but I listened to an episode, and it really messed me up. Oh, like man, I'm so happy to hear hours. that. <laughs> this is the yeah, there are some episodes of that that like, are brutal. Oh, I feel like uh, very strange right now just after listening to it for 45 minutes like in the car by myself. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> great because it's so funny at times, and then you'll have an episode that will just destroy you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> emotionally will take you down to like the core of what you are and then laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Firewatch will do. <laughs> <laughs> and Roger Ebert said video games are not art. He yeah. said that? Yeah. What? Very famous. Wait, is that the one that's alive still? No, he died. Okay, good. Wait, I was... no. No, he died. I just like the blatant commercial plugolas for Nintendo video games and the Universal Tour. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. He's Which one can I fight? Cisco. Yeah. All right, I'll find I, him. I'll it find would him. be pretty easy. I, think like, I heard what Ebert said. <laughs> Even you could kick his ass. I heard what Ebert said. I will kick your ass, Cisco. <laughs> yeah, my... Okay, so I, I probably talked about this before, but I have, you know, I have kids. I have two kids, a two-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old and a four-year-old. Gross. But, uh, yeah... Well, come from the guy with the vasectomy. I mean, vasectomies. But, but, They're uh, not a big deal. I was playing some video games, and my four-year-old kid, like, she is a, she loves TV. She's addicted. She loves cartoons. Like, she just fucking loves cartoons. And I was playing video games. She, she's always being an asshole, and she's like, "Why? Why do you play video games? It's not good for your brain." And I would argue, <laughs> yeah, what she an says asshole. The shittiest stuff sometimes. But I would argue that video games are far more um engaging for your brain than watching something i mean firewatch is little more than a watching an episode of something but you are actually picking your answers and because there's a lot of dialogue and you get to choose your you know responses and things yeah the where you go when you had said uh about diffusing a bomb in a movie like keep talking and nobody explodes that's you in real life and, right. and it puts the interactivity into it imagine if you were to you know diffuse the bomb from speed or you know whatever but you had uh, a controller right there in the theater yeah let's get right down to it virtual life is way better than real life or <laughs> or more fucking real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played a video game where I changed a shitty diaper one time. And uh, play Octodad. Oh, <laughs> Gross. That game did look cool. I did I, see. A I've never played it, but I think you do. <laughs> Hard. It pass. does look cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Dad in the title. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm out. Is it it's called funny. Cool Dad? Then I'm out. <laughs> it's called Never Gonna Be a Dad. Because then I'm in. <laughs> Vasectomy Dad. Vasectomy Dad. Vasectomy Dad. Vasectomy failed. Where your vasectomy failed. <laughs> and, uh, 
It's my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! Or the the episode of The Office where Michael Scott gets a vasectomy, then he gets it repaired because Jan wants a baby again. Then he gets another vasectomy because she says that she doesn't want a baby, and then gets it repaired again because she says she wants to again. Jan yes. is the worst. She is. Yeah. You you oh can't. You really can't go back. Don't even think you can. You can't. I mean, you can theoretically, sure, but you can't. Yeah, especially once you've done it, it's like the freedom you feel. <laughs> I can just come on anything. I can come on that wall. I can, I can come, come on, on that anything. toilet seat. I can't even get those things pregnant at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Give me the fertilest vagina in the land. <laughs> After the last wall and toilet seat that came at me with paternity suits. I was like, never again. Never oh, again. Forget about jerking off in a jacuzzi. <laughs> I'll never forget about that. Yeah, that Changed was a special life. night. Yeah. <laughs> Let's never talk about that. Ugh. Okay, well, you have anything else to add about Firewatch? I love it. <laughs> play I really it. No, honestly, the, the voice acting, the storyline, the art style... I mean, everything is just incredible. It's, um, you know, if you're if you're that guy that's standing in line to buy the new Call of Duty game, it might not be for you. But it's it's if you like narrative driven games where you're not killing people necessarily, but you get to explore a really rich environment that's full of, you know, narrative clues and things like that. Mm. And it's I, I honestly I can't recommend this game highly enough. Like I really was a different person after I played it. Like it was, it, it affected me in a way that I never thought a video game could. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I talk about it to anybody who listen, please my, play Firewatch. My advice to someone playing it would be to take your time with it. Absolutely. Like a lot of times when I'm playing a game, I'm like, you know, kind of racing to like get through it not not racing to get through it but i'm always like all right i want to do this thing as fast as possible just because i yeah, just like, like just like you treat sex in me just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like i treat sex as a competition yeah. that's a 30 rock drug it's, it's a good one but yeah you got to take your time and just like kind of lay back and yeah explore the environment explore the narrative and just appreciate it it's unbelievably well written and i really I'm really looking forward to more games like this being developed. I think it's become more of a thing. And uh, I've played some games similar that that were really narrative-driven that I've, mm-hmm. I've appreciated. But none have really hit it like Firewatch has mm-hmm. to me. And I I cannot wait for more stuff like this. I really can't. I mean, I, I love, you know, killing people and whatever in video games. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like blowing it's up like the, it's, fucking <laughs> it's the one thing that keeps me from killing people in real life, I yeah, think. Yeah. But um, but honestly, the the storyline is so rich, and the voice acting is so great. I cannot get over it. One question. One quick question. Yes. Uh, where did you play? What format did you play this on? I don't know. Did you did you address that at the beginning, or do you know what formats it is available on? Uh, you keep asking me that, and I never know. Well, where, did you, <laughs> where did you play it then? I played it on the PS4. Okay. Um. I yeah, I was I, I I paid I paid for it and it was well worth the money that I spent on it. I would pay that again and again to play this game. It's so rich in everything and I don't know. I just I really wish more people would appreciate games like this cuz 
They're few and far between, and they're so unbelievable. I think we're entering a golden age because video games like this do well. Yeah. Mm. They're starting to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you what. In 1994, there was nothing like this. There was, you know, point-and-click mm-hmm. adventures. Yeah. But that was as close as you're going to get to anything like this. Yeah, no games like you know. like Journey and Adrift. I was just uh, gonna say yeah. Journey too. Like that's an experience game. Yeah, yeah. Don't they're, expect they're game- to get to like a goal there. Like you really have to settle back and enjoy. Yeah, Journey. And the the title of that game is you know totally appropriate because mm-hmm. it is about the journey. It's not about where you end up or how you do it. You know, it's it's about I fucked up after that game. <laughs> Where yeah, journey? Okay. It was weird. I felt like at peace. Like it was definitely like a metaphor for life. Yeah, I guess is the point of it. Not like but. your wife having early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> 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 well, with that said, Mark, the third game I'm going to talk about is. Cuphead. Cuphead. I don't know. I can't even begin with Cuphead. It speaks to me on a level as a platformer as a lover of difficulty, as a lover of animation, as a lover of music. It's just, I love Cuphead. As a lover in space-time? As a lover in space <laughs> God, it nails all of them, doesn't it? I've it watched does. I've watched my fair share of uh, gameplay from Cuphead, and it is fucking stunning, dude. It is. Beautiful indeed. game. Yeah, I have yeah. not played it yet. Tell me about it, Well, Same. you would have to watch it. I mean, I almost had to watch it. The one drawback of this game, I'm just gonna get this right out of the way because you know it bothers me to an end. I don't, I don't like exclusives. Like this is a Microsoft game, so it's on Windows and it's on Xbox, and I have a Mac and I have a PlayStation 4, so I can't play the game. So that kind of sucks. I mean, I could figure out a way to play it on my Mac with like some kind of weird hack, or I did read recently it might be released on on OS systems sometime soon. I'm so, sure it will be. It's done hopefully. very well. Yeah, actually uh, that was one fact I came across was that by the end of 2017 it had sold 2 million copies. That's fucking nuts. It came out in like the end of 2017. It came out in like yeah, August or something. Yeah. That's so incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. Good for them yeah, too. That this this game from what I heard was in development for a really long time. Yeah, actually it, it definitely was like um I don't have the exact dates. Here. And also, I know you don't like exclusives, but the only exclusives. I know you don't like exclusives, bro. But Microsoft <laughs> was the only reason why this game saw the light of day. So we should be thanking them. Honestly. I wouldn't say that necessarily. Like this game, they had tried to put out. Okay, so the game is created. Well, yeah, let's just get in, into yeah, it. Yeah, me. It's been put out by um, Studio MDHR, which is a little um, a little company made by two brothers, and they had a you know a friend of theirs doing art. But it's basically two guys, and they had this idea for a game back in 2010, and they tried it, and maybe it was actually earlier than that, but uh, it didn't kind of work out in the same style. I mean, these two brothers were really into this 1930s animation style it's actually called a uh, like rubber hose animation like, have you Whoa, ever seen really? <laughs> if you've ever seen mickey mouse and you see their arms and legs oh, and stuff oh sure well, it's just it's a rubber hose animation 
<laughs> so these two brothers, they tried to put out this game, but they kind of, um, you know, they didn't have enough money or enough time or whatever. And then they saw the success of Super Meat Boy and they like decided to start again. They really worked on this game. They were inspired by 1930s uh, animation from the Fleischer and, and Walt Disney Animation Companies. So when I first played Cuphead, I couldn't even really play the game. I couldn't even focus on it because it's just so much fun to watch. Like every boss is is just so cool and they all have different, they change throughout the fight and this, everything about it is just beautiful. It's all hand-drawn animation. One interesting fact I came across that the Cuphead character was actually based on a 1936 Japanese propaganda video that the two brothers had seen where this uh, like this guy with a cup for a head turns into a tank what? and they like it really stuck with them. That's amazing. So they uh, they actually had drawn like 150 different characters including like a guy with a fork for a head and a plate fork for head. a head sure. fork head. I mean we could be talking about fork head right now. We almost were. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out to be cup head. And then his friend, his if you're two player, you're Mugman, which I love Mugman too. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I can't believe that anyone out there listening to the podcast hasn't seen this game before. So I don't know if I should explain it, but it's a run and gun game where you know you you fight. Uh, originally, it was just bosses. The way the game started was I heard that too. Yeah. They just had a bunch of boss battles and. They decided to turn it into kind of like an overworld where you walk around, there's a little bit of RPG, and then there's some run and gun levels where you actually like run through them like classic platformers and stuff. One interesting thing is um, yeah. they they wanted to get the Guinness World Record for most boss battles in a game, and they got it. 30 boss battles Holy beating shit. the record yeah. of 25 previous nice. uh, ones. What was the, so, do you know what the previous one was? It was 25. Yeah. Well, for what game? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that much. I great, mean, great tidbit. You should be. <laughs> I tried. Come on, I'm trying here. I read every Wikipedia article on Cuphead there was, which is just one. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you well, finished that. Because yeah. I was going to say, what? what? Yeah. Sounds exhaustive, yeah. Uh, but... But here I'm 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 summarizing it for you, so you can appreciate that. One thing I thought was was really cool is that the the brothers who are making this game they didn't just want the animation or the music. I mean, they brought in this like jazz musician from Brooklyn, and uh, you know they brought in these art artists to make this game look perfect. But uh, they were really focusing on the fundamentals of retro style platforming, like perfect hitboxes and how much time you are invincible after you get hit like the platforming from someone who just loves a great platformer this is a perfect game it's beautiful and it's very challenging and up to my level of challenge speaking of that one of the major um, media focuses on this game was the uh, difficulty a lot of people say it's too hard you know i'm not i don't even want to really focus on that because to me it was you know perfect it makes me want to play it more like when i it's confronted with the challenge you get you know infinite guys and uh wham millennials wham it's too hard wham spoon feed it to me wham yeah i mean i I guess it's not for everybody but it's tough but fair and you know a lot of pattern recognition muscle memory you know classic platformer stuff See, yeah i don't mind difficulty if the control is on point if it's my fault every time i die then we're in business. Yeah. If it's fucking bullshit, then I turn the game off. Mm-hmm. On, on your tombstone, Tony, I hope it reads. 
<laughs> if it's my fault. <laughs> With just an ellipsis? Or yeah. <laughs> So many, so many thoughts just come to mind. Yeah, <laughs> that could be uh, finished in any which way. Indeed. <laughs> Is this OJ's tombstone? Oh my god, we're uh, not going with OJ. Are if OJ? the glove fits, <laughs> oh, then you must acquit. OJ the musical. Uh, I think it was that America the Beautiful. I don't know what the fuck I was aiming at. What the fuck? <laughs> Hey, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Well, I guess I'm. I mean, that pretty much sums it up for this game. I mean, I love it. It's beautiful. The sound is great. The storyline is great. Oh uh, yeah, they they had actually were they're going with a damsel in distress story at first, but then they're like, no, we're we're gonna make it about this guy who gambles with the devil and like fucks up, and now he has to like has a cup take, for a head. He has a cup for a head, and he has to like take people's souls and give them to the devil yeah it's, sure. it's cool to, to top off the difficulty at the end of the of every level you get graded and um i mean there you can say it's difficult but i know people who who you know see if you keep trying and you you know you, you learn the levels you can get you can get um you can get it <laughs> you just get an a you can make up for all the all the, the shitty grades you had in high school you can, you can definitely become someone no do they give out s's in high school i don't think they give s's or s plus 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 you get, i think you get an s in cuphead and you can get a p actually a lot of the levels you can beat the level without shooting a shot and uh you get no a p shit. yeah that's amazing very cool yeah how the fuck do you do that it's very difficult. Me and Magoo beat a level without shooting a shot. There's even a boss at the end of the level, and if you jump just perfectly over his head, you just skip him. It's great. Every oh, no level, shit! Yeah. It's, it's nice. real. It's very cool. I was cool. going to ask if Passivism mode. Yeah. Passivism. I love passivism mode. Damn. Yeah. That's, uh, that's brilliant. There's more than one way to clear a level. Yeah. I, and as I've said, I've only played this game... Well, I didn't say this, actually. I've only played this game two-player because I can't play it on my at my house. I played it at Magoo's house. I played it at Jared's house. But um, from Subway, Jared from Subway. Great. Yep, we are actually very tight. Not in that way. Sure. I mean, no one's questioning. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love this game. Uh, that's all I can really say about it. Hell yeah, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. I want to play it too. I guess I could buy it, but. <sighs> That's what I'm gonna have to do. Actually, I don't own an Xbox. Yeah, same. So, all right, Tony. I guess that's on to you with your final game for the final game, game for me. Movie. You guys is probably maybe not sure, but it might be the grandfather of indie games. Now I know that's what? not true, oh, but intrigued. the one that kind of, kind of behind the scenes got the like uh, you know ball rolling. In the environment and, you know, infrastructure that we know today. I'm not talking about Braid. I'm not talking about Super Meat Boy. We're going way further back. Talking about Fez? No. Fez, yeah. Talking about Fez. Fez. No. No? Further back. Huh? Mario. (laughs) I mean, they were indie at one point. Yeah, they were. Is that? that Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Even Nintendo was indie at one point. We're We're talking about Braid, though, right? We're talking about we're talking about, we're talking about cave story.
dude, have you guys you guys both played this or I played I play games, sorry. Yeah. I have never heard I of played it. it on the 3DS, <laughs> Seriously? I think. Seriously. Holy moly. Yeah, okay, so this is a, this is a game all made by one Japanese dude. Uh, yeah. Way, way back in 2004. Yeah, on his PC. Uh, it released in 2004. Well, he was probably working on it since fucking, you know, the turn of century. Uh, so it was released in 2004. It's a Metroidvania Basically, it's a platformer um, with a couple of unique uh, attributes to it. Uh, Daisuke Pixel, in quotes, uh, Amaya, uh, is the one that that everything, everything from the from the gameplay to the graphics to the stellar, stellar fucking music in this game oh, yeah. was all developed by him, and he took inspiration from games like Castlevania and Metroid that he played when he was, you know, a wee a wee child and put them into this game and wow. He uh he did one hell of a job. This game is still sold today. It just released on the Switch, the Nintendo Switch. For fuck's sake. From 2004, it's 2018. Oh, man, this game is just too good. It's uh and you know, that's kind of like an homage to how good the fucking game is that it's still sold it, today. It has kind of like a, a surreal quality to it, doesn't it? Or, oh, uh, sure it does. I mean, you know, it's a obviously it's a make-believe story, you know, mm-hmm. or a fiction, uh, a work of fiction. And, uh, yeah, I, I it's, guess... It's like beyond surreal. It's like kind of like... A, like There's like a darkness to it that I just, like, I, I can't put my finger on. And it's... Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of magical. I mean, it is all stationed in caves, so you know the darkness is definitely there. The storyline is also uh, kind of surprising for the time. Uh, there's like slave trading and these flowers that are drugs to the rabbit-like people that inhabit the caves. This fucking hotshot that comes in looking for a crown and has these rabbit-like people just like slaved up try you know harvesting these red flowers to gain power so after it got released this got traded back and forth you know back in the infantile days of the internet slowly the ball started rolling more and more people got to play it this thing has been released on everything i swear to god there <laughs> what was the first system it was it's just windows pc mm. and uh I believe that, you know, there's a system out there that was popular anyway. It got ported to it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's a mighty juggernaut even in this day. I guess that's age. kind of the beauty of indie games, right? Like, if you, if you don't sell you exclusivity rights to someplace, like, you know, you can just port it to anywhere you want, right? Yeah, as long as you work out a contract, shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, okay, so you are uh, basically kind of a nameless dude, the, the protagonist. You are traversing these caves, and you are kind of just dragged along by the story. Here and there, uh, the story is presented to you when you enter doors and encounter boss, you know, uh, boss characters or just NPCs. You never talk, kind of like Link. It's just engrossing how much you pick up from context clues of the story and really how fucked up things are in in the story. The gameplay is amazing. The uh, the controls are spot on. They're, they're really really good. A little platformer. A little floaty, 
but uh, you get used to it real quick. And, and you Are do there advancements in your weapons, too, if I remember? Like, you get different missiles or different guns? That's or right. Like that. Yeah, in fact, you start without a gun. The game basically points you right into your first gun. Uh, you can't miss it. It's, it's all subtle direction, which I love. I love that aspect of uh, Metroidvania games, where they... They push you. They don't. They don't. Put, they don't put arrows down or tell you to, you know, go down and uh, you know take a left. And that in that cave is a gun. No, they push you there. Yeah. That's the kind of subtlety. If I ever thought in a world I'd make a game myself, like that, like tutorial phase is so nuanced. To do it right oh. is, is is kind of a. a a very subtle art. Absolutely it is. And and they, I mean... Teach you the game without beating you over the head with it. Yeah, absolutely. They don't say a fucking word about it. It's just the environment that actually places you and subtly guides you. So yeah, you, you pick up your first gun. There are many different weapon upgrades. There are health upgrades, just like Metroid or, you know, Castlevania. And, uh, in fact, like, there is a point where you can trade weapons with people that alters your entire path through the game. Whether or not you, <laughs> you can pick up, uh, like, one decision actually forks your, uh, your path through this game, which is quite incredible for, uh, for that time, I think. The graphics are, are pixel art. They're really cute. The controls being amazing. The sound is out of this world. The song still gets stuck in my head. This game really brought to the table an A-plus package. And at the time, no one called this an indie game. You know, this was just a, a weird game that no one knew about. So, mm. it reminds me of Axiom Verge in a way. Like, yeah, actually with the with the the, uh, the atmosphere and the fact that it was created by one person, mostly by one person. Yeah, totally. That's kind of cool. These indie games we've been talking about. I think all three of my games were well, actually a couple. No, no, they were all created by a very small group of people, and you know that's just kind of cool to just think about. You know, like it's yeah, here it's too. It's just ambition. The guys who created Cuphead, when they they had to remortgage their house to put the game out. Holy, that's shit. why I was saying it wasn't just Microsoft who put it out. The guys remortgaged their house to get the game going. Holy like, nuts, that's how much man. they believed in it. Man, and kudos to them. Yeah, two million sold after that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this game has been released on, you know, the 3DS, the Wii, as part of WiiWare, the Wii U. Seems like Nintendo really latched on to it, huh? Yeah, definitely. Android, Linux, yeah. uh, iOS, you can go on App Store and download this immediately. Has, that, has, they, has he put out any other games after that? I don't know. That's a great question. A lot of times I get, I get that guy who created that game confused with Nicholas. You know, that guy who made... Um, well, the, the game where the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, Deep Sky. Night Sky? Night Sky, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nicholas is... Are you sure that's a guy? No, but I think it's a Nicholas company. is a name. And actually, <laughs> a guy's name. <laughs> Nicholas uh, did publish all the games for uh, Mr. Pixel uh, in, you know, in the territories. So they kind of took him under his wing in his creation. And, oh, uh, really? So yeah, Nicholas does uh, publish the game. Make sure it gets into our hands. So yeah, so that's that's funny that you say that, but uh, very connected. Yeah. Yeah, I associate those two together. Right on.
right, guys, this has been a, a fucking awesome time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Describing indie games. Man, what better games out there are there than indie games? I mean, there are some first-party games that I really like, but delving into a really well-crafted indie game is like nothing else. Man. Yeah, it's more. I get more excitement out of like scrolling through the indie games in the Wii or like PlayStation, like... Uh, buy or shops than any other games you know it's more innovation it's more interesting yeah i just got i just got away from the guys with the suits what we're talking about what's oh we're we're talking about indie games where were you those guys no what i didn't even notice he was gone yeah i didn't either guys what were you talking about an integral part of this episode back on him all right that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah take care of him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when he struggles it's so funny yeah <laughs> pull his zipper down <laughs> well guys any last uh, any last words <laughs> before I alright you can unzip fucking it fucking zipper <laughs> what uh, just no my dick was out and I don't yeah, okay we, no we hey buy, buy these games they're great uh Oh, oh my god, okay, alright, there go. Oh god, I, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry goes. about him, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's gonna be okay. Yeah. He loves this. Parts of him will be okay. Yeah, anyway. he's, uh, he pays for this. Yeah. Um, I I don't really have anything to add except for that I, I love you guys so much. Oh, I love you, you know, too, Mark. I just love <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's sweet. Yeah, even he, even when he's contorted like yeah, that. Yeah, he's bleeding. Yeah, he's bleeding. It's fine. <laughs> I do want to say, I am waiting for, on the Nintendo Switch, Hollow Knight, which is... these Both of these games are uh, Metroidvanias. Hollow Knight is coming to the Switch. And... <laughs> <laughs> he agrees with you, yeah. Yeah, he does. And uh, oh, I forgot the second one. I have a few games. Um, yeah, Hollow Knight, I really want to play. Also, Fuck yeah. Thimbleweed Valley? Park. Par- Thimbleweed Park. Yes. Yes, by the it's guys. It's expensive, damn it. Yeah, it is. It's like, I know. You if get, it was nine ninety nine, dollars you're like, oh, I want to support these guys. What, $20? Mm, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. Because I know... I know that's the type of game that I'll play once through, and that's that's that. Yeah, it looks so cool. And speaking of narrative-driven games, like, and I love Maniac Mansion, and that yes. art style is so cool. Well, and yeah, it's from the same people, right? Yep, same I mean, people, and yeah. it's it's like an X Files kind of like sci-fi murder mystery kind of game that looks really cool. A couple games I'm looking forward to playing, and I wish I had played them before this podcast i mean there's plenty of indie games i can talk about but night in the woods i'm looking forward to playing thimbleweed park yeah hollow knight mm-hmm. i guess that's just three that are on my mind but uh i love indie games i wonder when that game will come out where you just play as a cat <laughs> did you see that <laughs> that uh, video what? oh wait is it the cat that just knocks shit off of the <laughs> off of the off of the shelf <laughs> i don't know no but uh that sounds good too <laughs> you fucking a it does <laughs> you just play as a cat knocking shit off shelves it, it's it's out there i've seen video of it it's that japanese game oh, i think it's uh 100 usa baby mm, oh. all right let's end this out guys uh 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Weak Points. Uh, we love you very much. And uh, go play some of the games if you haven't. Uh, highly endorsed by uh, all three of us. Uh, my three games were Cave Story, Golf Story, and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Dieter? <laughs> they, they took my muzzle off again. Uh, I, just, I have seconds to talk, but uh, I really recommend uh, the stacking, uh, the swapper, and a firewatch. Here they come! Here they come! Mark, you go! You go! Okay. Bye, Dieter. <laughs> Bye, Dieter. Bye! Yeah, close that lid very tightly. The games that I was talking about for this episode, so you don't forget, Ultimate Chicken Horse. I don't know. I could not remember that fucking title for the life of me. Uh, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time and Cuphead, of course. Hell yeah. Nine indie games for you to sink your teeth into. All right, everyone. If you haven't had any good food lately, then go order some and see you yeah! later from Game and Movie Podcast. <laughs> 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 Feel free to use that in your indie game. What's <laughs> up? Rights reserved. Uh, nice to see you. Shit, 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 sh